Welcome to the Global Exclusive Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Shadow. Today we're joined by Dream, Barrows, sadly, and Muspel. And we're here... Sadly? mother. And we're here celebrating <laughs> Lunar New Year in an elegant style, just like Gumi, by disappointing everyone, telling you we won't have any more episodes after this. Because we're preparing for a fantastic Glex episode in the next six months that will be so fantastic and will cost all of our time. So, that's our promise to you. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of angry people that won't see Chow's NVA. Also, what the fuck do you mean by sadly, motherfucker? <laughs> I think I speak for the rest of us when I say uh, we'll be sad we won't see the Chow's NVA, but I'm actually, like, in regards to their announcement of no NVAs for older uh, seasonal units, I'm actually looking forward mm -hmm. to what they do have for the Glex event that they're planning. It's it's kind of interesting that they're saying that it's a big thing that they need to divert resources to it. So they're, they're yeah, hyping didn't it. Didn't they also drop a... Yeah, but they also dropped a hint on that it would be, like, something uh, challenging. Yeah, they described uh, so it as I know a lot hard, of people. so maybe it's, like, a new... Yeah, a lot of... Like, a new Telfosanus-esque Yeah, exactly. A lot said, of people's uh, minds jump to that. Yeah. Mm. That could be very cool, though. I mean, I am... I am... I am hope... You know, Darker honestly... <laughs> Darkest of visions. <laughs> Genius. Okay, listen, listen. I, I, I want to do a hot take here, and I know, listeners, please don't murder me, but it's like, here's the thing. NVAs have always been so disappointing. I really loved getting an NVA just for the nostalgia. You know, shit, I, I, I did my GLS to EX3. I, I STMR Moogled so I could get a Christine to EX1. But they've always been so underwhelming that I honestly don't care. Like, honestly, I feel like it's just nice to have a Chow in my inventory, and that's enough. Yeah. He doesn't have to be underwhelming as an NV. That, it's okay. Yeah. And I think this is this is my takeaway from this. Like, I, I think the community outrage is kind of understandable. People angry that their favorite units aren't usable in the future, or in the near future. But the fact is, mm. I'd get, rather get another Telfusanis, which is what's sounding like the case, where we can actually use our new NV units instead of getting underwhelming NVA units because they can't, Gumi doesn't know how to create NVA units yet. So in a world yeah, where if it's an opportunity cost question, I would def 100% take another Telfus on this. If we get this Glex event and it turns out to be trash and the rewards are not worth it, then we can get angry. But to be angry now is just really, uh, what's the word that I used on Reddit and got downvoted to hell? Fuck. Entitled? Entitled? Entitled, yes, that's what I said. I said it was, it's a the level of entitlement that's going on right now. I think in the community. Ah, uh, no. uh, I I think it's more of a of a, of a of a fandom going on where like a lot of people were maybe hoping that units they used so much in the past would again be serviceable. Um, and I get that, but honestly, again, I, I'm gonna be honest and say that. Well, I'm gonna say GLS was also a bit of a a. a uh, rarity in that she's actually a really good unit for for different uses, yeah, but kind of like Chris. Yeah, I mean, you know, like she, she has some uses in in DV even still with her buffs and shit, uh, and she can also finish hard with her LB. But kind of Christine, for instance, I really like Christine, and Christine was really just meh, and I, that hurt I think, me more. I think the problem that people have is that 
Um, it's not just that they're skipping these NVAs, it's that they've half-assed the previous uh, seasonal NVAs, and now they've just, it seems like they've just given up. No, but but honestly, that is better, because it hurt me more that Christine's NVA was half-assed, Rather than her not getting an NVA, because then she then she would be this sweet unit I have in my collection. I have some nice memories of. Now I just know they did her wrong or did her dirty. So this is actually better, you know. This is actually better. Just leave it as is. I, I mean, but that honestly, that acts that, like the only take. two choices are bad units or no units. Like people don't want Gumi to disappoint them. They want Gumi to get their shit together. Yeah. That is true. That is like true. The... They could put a little bit more effort into the game. Yes. Yeah, like they, but they we've said this so many times. Great. They can't all be great, but there's no reason why the NVAs have to be bad. And yeah, I would say like I'm disappointed because just in general, the like old units getting buffed to relevancy is one of the content types that like I probably enjoy the most seeing, and like especially also the discussion of like maybe enhancements dying and stuff, and that that disappoints me a lot as well. Especially yeah. as like, even even like even if you just port the JP ones, just like they're doing some good ones now, just transfer them over. Because like, if it is just really like one unit upgrade, because like we're still going to be getting upgrades, and I think the that upgrade system is potentially better than the NBA system because it means you don't have to pull tons more copies to look true, for those true. limited units. Mm-hmm. But and, yeah, and I mean need, honestly. So they need to actually be relevant, and like if it it needs to be more than one every two or three months, like yeah, at least but, do a batch and, of them. And, and the thing is, let's not act like this is has stopped all NVAs in the world. It has just stopped seasonal NVAs. We're still gonna get all the other NVAs planned. It's just that you know Chinese New Year, yeah. Easter, and also they even said that. But yeah, for Easter we're instead getting a stronger Esther. Yeah, we are still getting a rework for that. But yeah, the fact that there was nothing prepared for Chinese New Year is pretty disappointing. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Remember how the last time we got reworks, they were all fantastic. Well, most, like 90% of them were fantastic when, you know, Malfazy. Yeah, the reworks are good. So I'm I'm looking forward to what they can do with reworks. Ah, Roberta would like to have a word with you. So in a a world where Seven Star Noctis and JP got, you know, a lot of love. I, I think there is room for still quote unquote hope for the new seasonal unit. Yeah, updates. of course. Yes, so. if they do it right. Yeah. I, I will but, say, yeah, even, even her rework wasn't right. bad. It was just that Dark Visions didn't exist yet, so we didn't get any use out of her. <laughs> yeah, and, and I also felt that, that she always got this weird position between being a jumper and a chainer in some weird way, and they never decided on what she actually should be. Um, I don't know. I, I would like to see her either either they just leave her as a nice chainer or they make her into a pure fucking big dick dragoon like Edgar or, or, or like Sid was. Or they forget that she exists. I, I really hope not because I've said this before, but I think she's one of the best designed visually and, and kit-wise, at least when she was released back as a, a six-star, one of the best designed units in the game because she was so much fun and looked so great. I would love to see her get some justice, honestly. Team Roberta, all day. I mean, I would say having having the mix of chaining and jumping makes her more interesting and unique, but... Yes, yeah, they were never able cool, to get it but, to work right, though. Yeah. I mean, maybe not the chaining on the jumping, but having both op- 
options be strong at least. Yeah. And I mean, they could still do something like having her, you know, like like a last gen type unit where she chains and then she has her big burst jump with a cooldown or whatever or a setup so that you kind of have to chain for her on one of three turns or something like that. That would be a pretty cool unit as well. One of the final Sorry, Shadow, you were saying something. Yeah, one of the final takeaways I just want to point out is that I hope Gumi doesn't like take this community response and feel like, oh, we shouldn't communicate to them because if we communicate to them our tensions, they will just get angry and throw pitchforks at us. Like we've always been begging Gumi to give us more clear communication of why what's happening in the background so that they can give us context. And this time they did that. They preemptively told us we're not getting seasonal MVAs now because they're working on something that's too big to and it's draining their resources. And I appreciate that sort of communication versus us getting and no MVAs this season and no, nothing for uh, Esther. I so I hope that Gumi doesn't take this as a way of saying, um, "Oh, yeah, the community sure. will be preemptively angry at us." So, I think the problem no. is that if Gumi wants people to temper their expectations, they need to do it before people set their expectations. You don't tell them that there's not going to be any NBAs like three days before the banner. You tell them two or three months in advance, like, "Hey, we have like Christmas NBAs coming up, but there aren't going to be any for Chinese New Year because we're planning something." But also, honestly, okay, 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 you know, I need to fucking ask this. I, I honestly need to fucking ask this. An NVA for a unit is a new sprite, which, you know, costs resources, right? I'm going to assume that's the only cost in the, using the making the NVA because, you know, the rest is some dude hacking into a JSON file. So it's really, you know not going to be yeah. a huge deal. I mean, deal. you they have to go through do... generally like multiple design iterations of a unit, uh, try to find what works, try to balance it, go through <laughs> testing. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly like, what Gumi does. That's sounds I like mean, their if, design process. Even if they're not good, of, good at it, there probably is still a, a fair amount that goes into your like balance and adjustment and approval and being you know being checked off by higher ups and no stuff. no honestly i i think it's the sprite honestly i think it's the sprite yeah i think, I think the think sprite probably is the major one winging it i mean sure they probably have some way of of you know like feeding these skills into a calculator that's gonna tell them how much damage it does but I honestly so. multiple iterations <laughs> forget that shit i mean oh god no, no. we used to see it I during need to we, we would too good like, my, my working theory was that we used to see skills get, quote-unquote, nerfed during maintenance. I don't think that that was them actually applying, like, last-minute balance fixes during maintenance. I think we were seeing, like, months of development patches being applied over on top of each other during maintenance due to some weird but idiosyncrasy of how they have their server set that, up. That, that was already confirmed previously, I think. And especially, well, the Esther was a big example. Esther wasn't nerfed during mid-patch. It was an intern that was on their like first few weeks that accidentally pa um, put live a past version of Esther. So they just went back during maintenance and then put whatever they wanted to do. It, it wasn't that we well, the nerfed day after. her. So yeah, the day after. Because... So that's already been a, there's already been a few cases of that ever since. So they do go through multiple iterations of units, and probably they release certain versions of units based on scheduling. Like if they released, let's just say Rico Rodriguez seven star a, a month later, they maybe may have made him just slightly stronger. Who knows? So there is a level of uh, order to this chaos, I think. 
than we. Yeah, I, I I think I think that their standards for what is and is not a good unit mm-hmm. are very fucked up, and they need to seriously consider raising those standards because they release way too many units that are just completely underwhelming. But yeah. I think it's a mistake to say that they're not trying to do any balance. I think they're just really bad at it. Yeah. Or they're not trying. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I would more like to believe that it's lower effort rather than lower intelligence. Because I don't... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, just ask yourself. Okay, ask yourself, Muspel. If, if I told you to make an NVA version of Chow, and you just had to pull four ability that's out of your ass to make an NVA version of Chow, would you be able to do it? Like, how fast would that take you to, to just, you know, figure something out? Uh, assuming I wanted it to be good, probably a week or two. What? But, but Dude, I mean, please. it's time, time to come up with abilities that form a cohesive kit, uh, abilities that are good but not game-breaking. No, 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 no. Think back to what we have been getting on NVAs instead. Like, what does that tell you? Yeah, but like, people don't want that. That's the problem. They're no, but that's not what I'm asking you. I'm asking you if you needed to do like Christine's fucking NVA, that would take you thirty fucking minutes to just figure out what mods you have to give her. That's it. What? That's like max. Well, the, the, here's the thing though. Like from Gumi's perspective, if Gumi creates these units, and I and I assume they do because they're global exclusive units, they need to get this approved by Square Enix and from a certain degree of the producers at Alum. So that's two additional bodies that they need to, um, at around the globe. Mind you, you think so? Yes, they have. This is our, this has mm. already been talked about previously. This has already been confirmed. Square Enix approves literally everything, and there's that approval oh. process which takes long. The other is the translation aspect, which I think a lot of people don't take into account. If we make these abilities not just for English but for all whatever languages that Gumi supports, that isn't a quick little fix that happens in a week or two, right? Translators need to get their hands on all of these units and then make sure that they localize to their correct times. So, uh, it, it, it depends on how they do, do translations, but you know, like using a translation agency, you literally pay cents per word and it takes 24 hours. I know, because I've done this professionally and worked with professional translation agencies. I, that can't be the reason. What I'm saying is that there's no. a lot of added factors. The approval process from Square slash ALM, the translation process, and the approval process within Gumi itself, that it makes, that's why they, when they said that it takes global exclusive units six to eight months to produce, I kind of got what they mean. Like, even if they finished designing their own units with in house in three months, that might take another week or two, sending it over to Japan and say, hey, can we get this approved? Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I just, yes. I just don't, I, I don't see it though. I, I just don't see it. I, it's like six to eight months, like, not even well, if that's... you had to do a CG from scratch. It's like, you know, I mean, like, that's the point. Okay, okay, I, I guess. And I mean, I, I know they're not a AAA games company and they don't have, you know, a huge dedicated team, etc. But honestly, honestly, no, no, I, I'm sorry. I just, I just, maybe there's just like, maybe these delays are huge. Maybe in these six to eight months, they're, they're saying that it actually takes two months before Square Enix answers whether a unit is good to go or not. That could be true. That actually could be true. Then, I don't know. Hey. But there is no way six to eight weeks of actual man hours in there. No. Like, no. But at the end of the day, regardless of whether you think it's viable or not, it ha- it's what happens. Yeah. yeah. 
and it no but i'm just trying to figure out you know like i mean the discussion started from do they do you know a lot of like does it cost much to do an nva for um let's say chow because they have to do multiple design iterations of of the unit and i'm saying no that's probably not the thing that's costing them it's, it's probably you know the sprite and probably this approval pe- process that has to go back and forth and shit e- either way and even then way. you know we can't play gooby and that approval process either because look at fucking ifrit rain his nva was from alem the thing like that was like zero everything I, I honestly think and this this might just be pure speculation that this the Gumi that's handling FB right now, they were probably originally only tasked to translate and take customer support, which I, I imagine can be done with 10 to 15 people, which I imagine is what the FFB team is like at Gumi. But if you have 10 to 15 people are all working... That sounds way too much, dude. It, yeah, to be honest, it does. But like, I, that's, that's what I'm saying, is that they were originally only tasked with translation and releasing in global. Now they've, I guess, scope creeped into creating Glex units and Glex events. And that sort of thing, I think, is where they probably require more funding from wherever their parent company is, whether that be Square or the, the heads up at Gumi. So... But they're not getting that sort of support, and I f- and I f- and I can see that sort of happening just from this event. Like they can plan a Glex event that's like really really long, like Telfasonis. But at the same time, if they required more funding, I feel like Gumi slash Square Enix could provide that funding and say, hey, you can here's more people slash more man uh, man hours so that you can work on this other side thing. But they're not getting that sort of support right now. We should probably move on and talk about the banner unit, though. Yes. Yeah, it has been like so, fifteen yes. to twenty minutes. So let's let's talk about inarguably the worst new unit on this banner. But it's also the best new unit. <laughs> on this banner. Yes. I guess, yeah. But also the worst. Mm-hmm. So uh how do you how do you pronounce this shadow? Like should should we let Muspel do this? This is a mage. Should we let Muspel do this? But this this is Muspel's favorite not mage. Let them do this. SPR scaling mage. <laughs> Well, no. Um, one ability. Yeah. It, it's, th- th- this is an actual mage mage, and Muspel hates mages. He shouldn't introduce this unit that's actually strong, but very boring. So who wants to introduce her instead? Uh, I think Shadow's the only one who can pronounce her name. Shweyu? Shweyu, okay. Yeah. So Shweyu is a water mage. So, in the normal form, she's a She's a she does actually a lot of damage in normal form. She's a chaos wave chainer, and she does water damage. And in her brave ship, she's fuck all useless. But in in all in all, I wouldn't say that. Okay, well, no, that's that's being too strong. In, in all seriousness, she does have a nice niche its support kit and ignore whatever SPR damage scaling ability there is. That's just really there for flavor text. So just for context, damage wise, she's about twenty percent ahead of Ibarra. So she for sustained damage, she is the best mage in the mm-hmm. game currently. Yeah, exactly. Let's just that, that, I think I think that's one of the first things that need to be said about her. She ha- no, and, she's and she does a good decent mage. burst. Yeah. yeah, she bursts harder than Ibarra, not harder than. Uh... Uh, Ibarra, might, depending on what you're talking about, in Dark Visions, Ibarra might burst harder if you're giving her an external LB buff, or if you have like yeah, STMR yeah, yeah. LB yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true, true. Also. Uh, Shuiyu's burst comes from her spirit TDH LB, which is tough to gear for. Let's say <laughs> that's putting it lightly. <laughs> Very. There, yeah. there's like one item that has spirit and LB damage in the entire game, as far as I know. 
and yeah, it, yeah, that that is tough. And even like if you gear her really well, yeah, uh, Schwinn's STMR. Schwinn's STMR, but you need to equip a oh. fist, I think. Oh, oh, right. Oh. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> so there's the whole. F if you better equip a TDH fist on Shuiyu to get any sort of LV damage, but no, it's not really the case because oh. like, you could do it with I think Katie's STMR. Like remember one of the a Katie Perry STMRs I think had S uh, Spirit TDH. That, that has like TDH, not LV damage. A small amount. Oh. I don't, and it's only thirty percent. I don't think you can even cap so, so, TDH on her on her brave shift form. Oh, definitely. Uh, you, the max is like two eighty percent that she can get to, and I think like realistically, you're probably only around two hundred. So yeah, obviously gearing problems, right? Innately, she has like a hundred. She has one hundred in it. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. And then I think in like another fifty on her own STMR. I, I do think that yeah. uh, Gumi was really scared. Like, if they really wanted her to be a SPR scaling mage, they would have at least gave her two hundred or two hundred fifty percent TDH. But they only gave her one hundred percent, knowing how, like, this could get out of control really quickly. So. I I think that Gumi is. This is one of the rare cases where I'm going to say they're right. They should be scared of spirit-based damage dealers. They sh they should never make another good one. They're too they're too powerful. Yeah. No, well, and, it's, and it's like <laughs> yeah, and, and even the you know like there are gearing problems, so you're not gonna maybe be doing this burst that you think there is. And but even aside from that, I I wouldn't call the shift form useless because there is some really nifty stuff in there. Obviously, you can use it to heal. She has some heals-ish. And she does have a uh, good damage mitigation. Which she has like 50... More than 50, right? It's 55%, 55. which is, I think, the highest sustained AoE mitigation in the game right now. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. And then oh, she yeah, also yeah. has a really strong barrier. It's a 6k barrier. Um, oh, wait. No, is that single target only? Uh, oh, that's there's only there's a 6k barrier that casts next turn. And it's attached to the mitigation skill, which is also her healing skill. Ah, oh, right, right. So, so, so she just kind of spams that. Yeah. So, so like for, for for fights where you need like intense healing or where you really want a six k barrier every turn, um, that's really really good. But I would say she's and she's one of the best healers in the game. She, here's the practical, e e e easily top five, probably top three, potentially the best one depending on the fight. Yeah. Here's the practical issue with having Shuiyu as a, I guess, healer slash support is that her support healing kit is is purely healing and maybe submit maybe the mitigation and the mitigation like there's nothing else that really con constitutes her as a healer like other healer kits like re raises or raises. So she has re raise. She has a re raise. She has a re raise. Okay, but she doesn't yeah, have uh, a raise a, or on, it's on a Asuna, cool, right? And she has a she, full she has, raise, she has raise, and she can. Yeah, dude, have you read her kit, motherfucker? No, but her raise is... Yeah, she, her, she, she hasn't, she has an AOE on demand raise that also cures stop and charm. But she doesn't. And yeah, also, and, and it also move. chains. Yeah. So like, and her, and her, the move that you talked about, like the move that I mentioned, the one that has mitigation, that move mitigates heals and puts up a barrier in a single move. No, the, the barrier and comes the next turn. Your so you need to plan for that yeah, barrier. Sure, yeah, but, so you, need but to, you just like, use it every turn because it's her heal. She's yeah. using it anyways. No, no, that makes sense. Yeah. But her, like what I'm saying is that her her healing kit isn't her healing kit isn't the, the best. The in only the world. things that she's missing compared to a regular healer are the ability to cure ailments, which is typically not that important. She can do that too, but on a cooldown. Yeah, true. Uh, yeah. And she doesn't have ailment immunity. 
Yeah, that's the big she, one. She it's also doesn't have on-demand re-raise. So if you're trying to re-raise everybody every turn, or even just one unit every turn, you could be in trouble. Like, but that's yeah. not something you do very often. But what I'm pointing out is that there's a lot of things yeah. you're expecting from her healer, and she does it either on the cooldown or... So, it, it, it's her heal. Yeah, so I, I, I just think you're wrong. The, the, problem, <laughs> the problem is less in her kit and more that a pure healer doesn't really warrant a slot these mm-hmm. days, usually. Yeah, that, that's that's a and good I mean, way of putting like, it, though. Yeah, like, she has the good mage stuff in her normal form, but can't really fill both of them at the same time that well. It sort of relegates the healing to just emergency stuff. And then for the it's spirit a... damage dealer, it's like... It's, it's similar to Yoshikiri. It's like, people shouldn't have expected, like top-tier spirit damage on a form that is primarily a non-damage form and then has spirit damage on the side. But, you know, imagine if she also had Imperil removal. She would have been the perfect Asura unit. That's that's such a shame. I mean, she's already a good unit. She's already a good water chainer, so... Yeah, she's already a really... I mean, obviously, again, the strongest mage we have... And one of the best healers in the game. I agree with Muspel. I mean, yes, slot efficiency-wide, it can be hard to put something in that just heals really, really well. But she heals really, really well. Like, really well. I think the big problem with her as a healer is that recently we've we've had a lot of trials where your tank is basically the only one taking damage. So her mitigation buff isn't going to be useful on the top tier tank because they already do 75% for themselves. So it's really just the barrier she's giving to them, which is good, but... Compared to other healers, it's not that much better. Like, compared to Lotus Mage Fina or uh, Silka or whatever. Yeah, true, true. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think a Brave Shift is, like, super impactful, but just overall as a unit, she is very strong. Yeah, she's... And I mean, she's for, She's also a genuinely, like, interesting unit that can actually fill two roles. Not necessarily at the same time, but... Even just a mage that can shift forms and, or a healer that can shift forms and provide some damage on the killing turn is not bad. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, she does have, she does have some type of uh, kind of being able to shift back and forth because you could technically, if it's not super hard to heal in this trial, you could technically pop her healing stream in her shift form and then pop back into her base form and do two turns of DPS and then go back. Oh no, wait, no, because cooldowns, two turns. And one of the things about, I guess, modern trials, it's the last two ones. There's a, if you, if you want to do it in the turn limit, your DPS ideally should continue doing dps instead of switching into brave shift and healing you're losing like two turns of potential damage right there no i i, I mean like if she's your healer then when the boss is at 20 percent or something you have her shift to dps and then you kill the boss on that last turn with an extra burst because she's contributing too if she yeah if she's or just you know yeah. like i can see that and i and i mean like if you're bringing a healer that also can chain with whatever DPS you have, and then you can slot in another finisher, we've been over this. You know, like yeah. there's there, there there's there's reasons for having a healer that can also do damage and chain, which she can. Um, and even in her healing form, she actually can chain fully with Chaos Wave Awaken, not with amazing damage, obviously. But have have you uh, calculated Dream? What is her damage if she just does Lotus Rebirth? It's, it has to be horrible, right? It's probably god awful. It's the thirty times thirty x, right? I, yeah. Her, her LB is two hundred fifty x, and that's like with LB damage modifiers, and that's six hundred billion. 
So it would be like a tenth of that at most. Rip. Yeah. Probably like probably like forty to sixty billion just as a guess. It's like half of Yoshi. That's 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 saying a lot. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Uh, okay, she's a but, good uh, unit, but, cool. but, she's but I mean, really powerful. Is what I'd say. But, yeah, and, and, I, and yeah, she her base form mage is like pretty boring, just in the way it's formulated. Yeah, and like in in terms of future content, like she's not going to be that useful for DV. And in terms of future like mage trials, if you have like Ibarra or Fasalis, you should be fine for them anyway. Just think of elements and things. Yeah. Like it's a shame. It's almost a shame she's not an AOE trainer because that would have made her a really good choice for the genies that JP recently got. But yeah, she'll she'll yeah, work no, on some of them. But just if you have those other options, then you don't. You're not going to need her or anything. I also want to yeah. talk about her TM and STMR card. Uh, the the TM. I knew it. I knew it. The TM is terrible. <laughs> just it's bad. Yeah, it really is. It really is. It has like what forty percent magic and spirit. If you're wearing a staff and a rod, and you're probably not doing yeah, both. Yeah, like if this. you need the resists, it's not entirely useless, but it feels like an event materia. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, four star materia. This is four star materia, one hundred percent. Yeah, and then uh, her SCMR is fairly good. Uh, rod with uh, magic and spirit TDH, and high magic and fairly high spirit. Um, yeah. it's two-handed, which is weird for rods. I don't know if that's actually very relevant for anything, but yeah, it's good for Yoshi if you want to yeah. build a DPS Yoshi. I don't think it has variants. Yeah, and also variants doesn't apply to spirit damage. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't like it might matter for accuracy. I don't know if it has accuracy. No, no, I mean like it's good for Yoshi because it has a fifty percent TDH spirit. Is what I'm saying. I guess. I mean, I guess. Doesn't he but want the spirit weapons? is like the flat spirit still one forty. Yeah, but yeah, I think for like a TDH weapon, the stats like um that high like aren't quite high enough. Yeah, it's it would be better if you had a mage where you wanted to bulk them up against magic on a fight, just because the spirit TDH yeah, and the yeah, innate that, spirit is great. If that was needed, but that's not a thing that comes up. So yeah. I I can see it being useful hypothetically, but right now there's not really a good place to use it, and the card is yeah. The card is so god awful. But but this is this is following the trend that I said. Overpowered units have shit TMRs, STMRs, and cards. I, I've said this several times. This this is the new design trend, and I, I actually understand it. But she's not overpowered. Which is which is fine. Th this is how. She's yes, she is. She's super strong. She's strong, strong but I wouldn't call her she's overpowered. Strong. She's not overpowered. You wouldn't call her overpowered. No. She does like she's our strongest mage. She is Dude. top tier. She's top. She's top she tier, like, like by an definition. Appropriate level. Yes, she is a pr an appropriate level of. Yeah, top she's not overpowered. Yeah, she's, she's not. She's not overpowered because she's not like trivializing content. But she's okay. Sure, she's top tier. She's yeah. Like yeah. Phasey really is strong. overpowered. Who's overpowered? Yeah. Okay. 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 Yes. Yes. I, I'm. I'm wrong. You're, you're right. Phasey is the correct level of overpoweredness we should measure things by that's true that's true but she's really strong she's really strong there's one thing we haven't mentioned which is that she has delightful sprites um in both envy and brave shift especially the brave shift sprite looks amazing i i would have wanted to pull one just for the aesthetics of the unit to be honest yeah the whole lotus aesthetic is nice her vision yeah. card is really like nice. she's actually sitting on a lotus 
and she's sitting on a lotus in her brave shirt. It's so pretty, and and yeah, I, I like it. It's like very aesthetically pleasing. Um, I have to say, one thing that really disappoints me about this unit, I mean, I, I still think she's a fantastic unit, really strong, is she's very simple. Like, her rotation in her base form is literally cooldown for quad cast and then chain. That's what yeah. you do. I mean, that's kind of kind of nice for, like, long trials that you're just sort of grinding down their HP, but, yeah, that's as what I said before, with her mage kit is, like, it's boring. It's effective, but it's boring. Uh, yeah. Before we move on and talk about Asura, though, I want to talk about... I want to just give a quick list of all the other great TMs and STMRs on this banner. <laughs> Alright, now we can talk about Asura. I completed the list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, it hurts. That's that's the thing that hurts the most, because it's, it's fucking Rainbow Rain on the banner, but everything you get is entirely useless. I mean, I guess Aang's mm -hmm. TM and STMR are okay no yeah. they're not yeah. ang's tm not, is not like 10 TMR, times worse but, than fucking carton's tm but his stmr with ferian's bow is not bad yeah i i wouldn't be i wouldn't mind picking that up it's it's worse than ferian's stmr but it's it's a tm i don't expect it to be better than the nb stmr i mean yun's tmr is an armor with zero attack and 30 percent fist damage yun's is terrible i'm not talking about his i said ang Oh my my bad my bad I heard you okay never mind <laughs> yeah well, actually is what bad. the hell <laughs> I don't know I don't know my my brain just short circuited my my bad my bad I, I was like sitting here is like how can he call this good <laughs> it's like absolutely useless I mean, hey, if if you need a, a, an attack based bow though just make dark gun diva of course oh yes ah yes of course how could also be? I want to comment for anybody that may be thinking about it. Emperor Fu's STMR is not good for summoners. Don't bother. <laughs> yeah, just don't. 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 Yeah, angst. All right, so yeah, let's actually move on to the content that we got this week, which is the most trial to date, and probably a really difficult the, 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 trial The most for... trial? The most trial. <laughs> the most trial. <laughs> Did I say the most trial? Yes. Is that what I said? Yes. Yes. Okay, I want to say I, the I most challenging trial to date. The no, most it's, trial it's, to date. It's just the, the most. It's the let's, most let's, trial. Let's, talk about, so let's trial. talk about the most boss guys. No, it's it's so incredibly <laughs> trial, you would not believe it. This is trial. <laughs> Alright, the most first form that this boss has is a human demon, and this fight is just the most physical tank opportunity that we've yes, ever seen. Yes, 100%. <laughs> See, this trial... And one thing that's a bit shame here is that didn't JP have EX2 Sorry, buffs? It, is it a bit of a shame or is it the most of a shame? <laughs> the most shame is that JP had EX2 buffs, I think, when this trial was released, right? Do we uh, know that? Yeah, I think, I, think that, I think they released it like the same time as this trial, actually. So that's most unfair because, you know... Uh, Gabby gets incredibly more tanky with his EX2 buffs. Yeah, yeah, they were the uh, most useful for him. Yeah, and I, I actually, uh, just briefly, we discussed this in the Discord. That's actually, I, I just want to say this, if anyone is listening. My life has been fucking me in the asshole the, the last week. Like, I have literally not been on the Discord. I said, like, two things or something. I'm so sorry for that. I'm normally very active there, but uh, I've had a shit week. Personal stuff and work stuff. Anyway, going back to the trial, um, Gabby, I, I was talking to Sinzar and he, he's, he's like, you know, this, this cheesy trial strat here is to uh, 
evoke Golem every turn for that really high physical mitigation. And Senzar was basically saying that it's tough with an EX2 Gabby to if you can't do that, it's tough because we don't have the EX2 buffs. Which is a really shame. Like, I mean, EX2, that's strong. And that still can't tank without you cheesing with Golem. Uh, for, the, for the most part, Golem didn't seem too necessary when I was doing it, as long as you, like, maintain his own physical mitt. But it certainly does help. Like, I was using it in Phase 2. I didn't use it at all in Phase 1, and he always lived, but... Yeah, but were you using it, like, every turn in Phase 2? Yeah, I mean, mostly just because Kryla had nothing else to do, but... Right, right. Yeah, here's the unfair thing for me as well. I don't think... I haven't, I haven't fully checked it, but I don't think I have enough gear to get a 100% golem uh, running. So I, I don't know M how mine was. That. Mine was technically not guaranteed. I think I only had 9 guaranteed, but there was like 5 50% chances it would be 10. And then if not, I could attack. Yeah, true, true. I, I guess, I, I guess, guess, I guess you, it you could can be get, safe. You can get very reliable with like... Even if you only have, like, seven guaranteed, if several of those are one to two, and then you just attack, it's, like, basically guaranteed. Yeah. So, I I mean, you know, and, and it's a shame. It's a shame. I'm thinking of bringing just an EX3 Gabby, but those are my vows. I, um, again, oh, yeah. life has been screwing like, me. Oh, I just have an EX3 Gabby. Yeah, I mean, you know, no, not mine, but obviously you're, you know, friends. Um, oh, okay. But... Uh, no, but, but it's just, you know, I haven't had time to play the game, so I haven't even had time to try the trial. There are some things I do want to raise about the trial. I don't think this is a trial we can go over all the mechanics in it, because there are quite a few. So our recommendation to listeners is to actually go and read the Sinzar's early tips thread or the mega thread to actually find out what's happening, because you're probably going to need to have like a turn spreadsheet here to figure out everything. But there are, I think there are a couple of things that should be mentioned that, that maybe aren't as, as um, or at least one thing I want to mention that I, I didn't think was actually fully clear when even reading the early tips thread, which is that you should not be using a um, sustained damage dealer on this fight. Or, I mean, you can, but in phase two, actually Asura brings up this undispellable defense spirit buff, or I think it's undispellable at least. And it lasts for two out of three turns, meaning that like, it's great if you have a, a burst damage dealer, because then you're just bursting on every third turn, which is fine. But if you're doing something like Eldrin, or you're using the new uh, Shueyu, um, you're going to get, like, significantly lower damage on two out of three turns. I mean, people that have, like, every, like, a very specific pattern that lines up with that, then sure, they have an advantage, but, like... Other than that, you still pretty much want sustains, because what, with the buff, I think, like, it should be more, you should should, should still be doing more than two-thirds of damage, I think. Maybe it gets complicated with breaks. Yeah, yeah, but, I don't know. Like, the, the difference isn't that extreme. Okay, well, the point is kind of that it, it, it's always better if you bring oh, a yeah. unit that actually can burst. So, like, for instance, if you're bringing last gen, that's a great unit, because then you're chaining... It's uh, chaining on two on the turns where the buff is up, and then you just LB finish on the turn the buff is down, which gives you the optimal kind of well, or or generally like this: if but a unit has any burst, it's good. 
But there are units that have no burst. Assuming my napkin math is right, you only deal about 40% less damage while the buff is up. That's assuming you have an 85% rate going. Yeah, but that's still, I mean, that's still significant, 40%. That's almost yeah, half yeah. damage. It is, but, there, so there's, no, but there's no you, turn you limit. Get... Well, but yeah, no, but you need to do the 5% damage, right? So yeah, but 5% damage here... every four turns is not that bad. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I haven't tried myself. I just wanted to mention it because, you know, like you should expect getting a longer or a bigger turn count if you're using a unit like, let's say, Eldrin or Shweyu. Uh, you're going to get a longer turn count than units that actually could squeeze in a burst turn with a CD or something like that. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not it's not massive, but yeah, if you can concentrate your damage every third turn, it helps a bit. And is there anything else we should mention to just like keep in mind for the trial as well? Um, oh, I, I thought of something that I... I don't know if it's been mentioned yet. I, I'm sure it has. I just, again, haven't been in the reddit or the discord for a week but i was thinking of of a ceiling with a dual wielding unit that has whip and a uh that spear that lets you hit twice that would effectively work for both ceiling and provoking all counters right uh summer no, whip does not rainbow whip do hold on yeah rainbow whip doesn't have the elements innately it's a skill that you have to use oh yeah that, that would work if we got yeah. poppy's stmr but poppy does not exist in gl so Oh, what a shame. Well, yeah, and you'd have... Poppies still wouldn't work for, I think, the, the light and dark one. I don't think it has dark element on it. Oh, man. I forgot. I always forget it's a fucking skill. And, and, and not just a rainbow yeah. element weapon. Oh, man, that's a shame. Yeah, then I'm going to have to figure out but how to kind weird. of seal and hit three times in a single turn. Yeah. I mean, Kryla's great for it because she just has permanent triple cast for all her brews, so she just spams three of those. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, right. That's right. Actually, um, she got triple cast. Yeah, I'll just bring Kryla. Holy shit. Yeah. But yeah, and on on sort of a separate note about... Um, what was I going to say? <laughs> Fuck. Oh, we got a rare fun. Oh, about Rainbow Dream. Whip. <laughs> about Rainbow Whip is that what it does apply innately is ailments which can be really handy for easily applying disease in phase one as sort of extra mini breaks. And you can poison for a couple of turns in phase two to chunk off an extra 20%-ish. That's nice. That's actually really nice. So yeah. You probably yeah, want so to poison them. I had, it, I had that on Fid and never used it for like the actual sealing skill. Yeah, but just for the just when she applied her breaks because they do damage. For those mm -hmm. who aren't aware, so it just uh, because we haven't had a boss that's vulnerable to poison in four years. Uh, poison does ten percent of the enemy's damage per turn, per en enemy's health per turn. Holy so crap! If it lasts for that, that's it, it's a lot of damage. I she she cures it after like two 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 turns and becomes immune, but. It's still, yeah. like, yeah, it's still a nice twenty percent. Then holy shit, yeah, that's very very nice. That's very nice. Yeah, and there's this like, but but you really, I really need to um, reiterate that you need to read this trial because there's a lot of these weird mechanics where your units get uh, dispelled unless you provoke all the counters because you can't cover the actual dispel effect. Uh, provoke so really is the wrong word. Like, I would say bait them. Yeah, bait, bait. Sorry, that's what I meant. The the sealer, yeah. the sealer so is probably we'll the unit them, you yeah. want to soak all of them. Um, 
And so it's kind of this, and it also needs to have full evasion because you don't want to get hit with this random cover uh, penetrating attack as well. So there's there's a lot of planning, which is fun. I, like, I, I'm really not trying to make yeah, this trial yeah. sound bad. I think it's actually a great trial, especially great for something that I get a hard on for, which is, you know, role compression, trying to get as much as possible out of your team. Like, for instance, Dream, you just mentioned using Fid because she can both heal and break. That's really cool. Um, I, I was actually. I, I would say what I found with the roll compression is a lot of it is actually like quite hard to compress effectively because there's quite a few things that you want something specific being done every turn in this fight. Yeah. Which sort of make like sort of locks up your units and makes it out like I was loosely attempting to get like a three support three damage comp before the trial came out. But just, yeah, because of that compression of needing, like, the ceiling, breaking, healing. Yeah, well, listen, here's my, here's like my, uh, here's my plan. Maybe you can poke, poke a hole in it since you've done the trial. But I was thinking Gabby, Kryla, Eurysia, Riku, Breaker, uh, Eldrin, and Lasjan. That was, that was my plan. And I'm going to bring the Riku, Eldrin, and Lasjan myself. Get an EX3 Gabby. Yeah, I would say the problem with that comp, because I was going for something kind of similar, though I don't have Riku, is um, healing. What do you mean? Because Yurasha can't... Well, she can't effectively do both her Imperial Steel and her heal because they're in separate forms. Oh, they're in separate forms? Fuck! Yeah. Okay. That's that's the issue. And what I was talking about with the compression, if you want Yurasha doing the Imperial Steel every turn, she can't heal, really. Oh. Except for like three but turns. Did you bring? She, did you bring if, your like if you? I I brought her for my initial clear that I've done, and yeah, I, I had fit handling healing instead, and she just spammed the imperial steel. Yeah, but that's that's so sad need, because like, then she does emerge. does that right. She does literally not much yeah, else. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, I guess barriers. And if you do need like an emergency turn of her shift, then you can shift use like the one ability that you need plus her like one of her three uses of her grandest that dispels all negative effects from your team okay but you can only use that three times right right okay okay yeah that was yeah, such like, a shame she she didn't do tons and like if i'm going for a reclear um at some point i will probably swap her out for terror or something to like amp up my damage but do you need and then she can also like, it, it'll just make it faster, yep. but also on her off turns, I will have her doing 10k needles for the AoE Mirage, because one of the most annoying things here, if you're using Gibrand, who is the only real tech option currently, is that because his cover chance isn't guaranteed, and the counters are single target, so it's only one check instead of the AoE check, there is a very, like, real and over all the turns pretty high chance that you will have turns where Gabarant's cover does not trigger on the first counter, and that kills a unit. Yeah, okay, okay. so you would want like a... Well, you know, this is this is the reason why I was thinking of squeezing in... So he, here was a thing I was thinking about before, which was squeezing in Renora instead, to kind of together with Gabby have a full uptime on what's... It's 60, right? You're going to get 60 physical? Um, uh, right? Not always, I don't think. Renora sometimes drops down quite low. No, but no, yeah, but but with Gabby, so you uh, you use both of them to get full uptime. Is what I was. Gabrinth only does forty five, 
Uh, no, oh, he has a cool. cooldown, I think. Must oh, pull, must oh, pull. Oh, maybe on his cooldown. <laughs> Help us. I, haven't, I didn't really look at his cooldowns. I was just using his on-demand Asking. skills. I'm pretty sure Gabranth had... No, no, I'm pretty sure Gabranth had... That That was kind of part of my plan. I'm pretty sure he has, he has a cool cooldown. He has a Grandis with 80% that you... Like, I use that on the phase change because that involves, like, an attack with no attack breaks. Okay, but nothing else. So I just miss miss red. Not that I, not that I remember seeing. Really? Oh, okay. Then someone go check. Yeah, it is. It is. It is forty five, and then eighty. Well, yeah, it's eighty on his uh, grandest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe I then I just but probably like his, his forty five is still mostly good. Like, I I was just using his forty five for phase one. And like the the attack buff turns were pretty painful, but mm. he was still okay. Yeah, but you still use golem though. Like I mean, in phase two. Yeah, for phase yeah. for phase two, I used golem. Yeah, but g- even then, like he ne- he never got brought that low. He wasn't actually taking tons of damage. Yeah, I was just thinking because Renora is nice because you know Renora can do sixty percent on a couple of turns and then still apply two step oh, yeah, mirage. So it's, it's quite you know at least the unit is doing something in phase yeah. two then i mean it would be equivalent to having a golem handy. unit right but yeah with the mirage yeah yeah so uh, i don't know i i, yeah. I need i, mean, I have, have some team building if you have him set up as a golem unit as well then that can be good too well you can so you can like still apply it i mean he's gonna summon yeah, exactly. golem yeah like then he can't put up the mirage then it's doesn't matter no. no, but I might. But I might try can, it. Like, See, like if I if... he can put up the mirage on his cooldown turns where his big fizz mid is up, and then use golem on the turns where it's down. Yeah, I guess. So you'll still have some mirage even if it's not all no. the time. Although I would prefer to be able to bring three, uh, three damage dealers. Although I think that might be impossible for me. So I'll, mm. I'll probably be. And I mean, part of part of the problem with multiple damage dealers in phase two is that if you ever attack with more than one element in a turn, you get some very nasty counters on that. Either, like, I think random unresistible death or, like, random ejects. Yeah, you, you like, if you go above so you, you one element, you are getting ejected, so don't... You never want to hit with more yeah. than one element on phase two, so that's definitely something to consider, especially if you have this ceiling unit yeah. that does all elements, then... You know, never do attacks yeah. with this auto attacks with this unit if you have Yeah, uh, be careful with like counters with elemental weapons and stuff yeah. as well, especially like I don't know, next dagger on your tank. Yeah. So so but, be careful. Um, um Yeah, and it res- it restricts like three DPS things a bit. Like even if I brought Terra instead of Eurasia, she wouldn't really be able to finish in phase two because my main damage deal was using ice, so then hitting fire plus ice. Right, right. Though actually Actually, that might be okay, because I have a feeling evoke, like, evoke damage might not trigger the counters. Oh, really? I'm not sure. That's interesting. I remember, well, I'm, I'm just remembering Senzar's initial JP clear with Bahamut Fina, and he said, he said that in that video, but it might not actually be accurate. We should look into it. But it could be. It, it could work. Because that might have just been like a forgotten thing until now. Anyway, like we went far into detail here, but um, this is a very fun trial. Yeah. Super nice that we got some difficult content. I can't wait to do it myself as soon as I have some time. Um, but 
yeah, it's just a breath of breath of fresh air. I do feel myself, you know, saving saving a team or saving core members of the team and revisiting this trial with a bunch of different DPS just to try it out, like a benchmark or of, of sorts. So yeah, it's it's really good. Finally, some difficult content. And honestly, like you mentioning with like the keeping track of the turns and stuff. I would say, like, you have to put in a fair amount of planning for handling things, but actually in the fight, I don't think the turns are, like, that complicated and need tracking, really, as long as you know the, like, four seal the ceiling rotation in phase one. Yeah, exactly. Which, that's, like, that's kind the, of it. I the pop-ups four are quite good, actually. The pop-ups four are pretty clear. Yeah, because, like, in phase it two... It's like, attack with fire and ice. Yeah, and the thing is, like, in phase two, you're really, literally... Uh, doing golem damage and removing imperils and healing that's literally what you're doing right yeah with my units i very much had like i could just reload and hit for my units again every turn yeah exactly and just change my dps so that's nice and, and, and that's kind of the, and then it becomes a nice dps benchmark so you can see how many turns your new shiny dps can do it in and, and it's nice because then you get also yeah. a chance to bring some of the units you haven't like i want to do a Kyrie clear hey shit in fact Kyrie can heal and chain ish so, um, that could work. Mm. The problem is just when one of them gets fucking killed by covers failing. That's that's the worst mechanic in this trial, I would say. Yeah, so you'd want to they have like some type of mirage because you don't want covers to fail, or rather, you'd, yeah. you'd want to have like this buffer of a single attack. Although, I mean, that is Always recoverable, for... right? I mean, it's just a DPS. If a DPS, yeah, dies, it's recoverable, but it it loses like a, it adds a load of extra turns because. Um, like when I had one for Salastar, like it desyncs their rotations and brave shifts. It desyncs it with, cause like her imperial timing with Asura's dispel in phase two was like fairly important. And then also like, um, something else that it's a pain in the ass with. Yeah. I forgot. <laughs> but as, as we said before, listeners do your due diligence here, read up on the trial. Cause it's going to be tough. Don't just YOLO it with your team because you're going to die. And make some mistakes. And shit, this was a really oh, long right. episode. Five percent heal. You you lose ground while recovering because of the heal. What do you mean? That that's what I was gonna say. Like the five percent heal every few turns if you've like taken a death on one of your DPSs. Oh, that's true. And, yeah. Like, have a couple slow turns while recovering. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. It heals. And it's back like up ten more turns. Progress. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well. Pretty cool trial. Uh, Muspel Shadow, you've been quiet. Are you asleep or do you want to say goodbye to our listeners? Goodbye, everyone. Next week, we will hopefully have more interesting units to talk about. I feel like next week's probably... Muspel, lightning. shut up. She's a really strong mage. <laughs> I didn't say she wasn't strong. I said she wasn't very interesting. Yeah, That's the thing. I mean, what? Next week is going to be like Cleomanaxta and NVA. Draconian okay, so maybe Fina. not. But maybe the week after that... <laughs> Yeah, maybe they're Esther. Right. Maybe Esther. I'm Easter. not saying they're bad. I'm saying they're not interesting. That's not going to be too late. I know when Easter is. I'm, I'm really right, looking listen. forward to when we get uh, Esther upgrades and they suck. And, <laughs> yeah, and that would be the ultimate meme. Again. So ready. For that would be the ultimate meme. That would be fucking hilarious. That would be fucking hilarious. All right, listen, listeners, I'm really hoping I'm... Esther does not get done dirty and she actually is good. She okay, will. I really hope so. All right. Have a fantastic week. I mean, the moral of the and see you next week. What's the moral of the story, Dream? Tell us the moral of the story. 
I was going to say is it the moral of the story is if Gumi wants like more and better upgrades and enhancements, just hire me. <laughs> yes, yes. See, because I know the dream would be able to fucking do those JSONs in thirty minutes per unit and still get a coherent unit. Yeah, together, but then they right? would nerf all the numbers by one half because they would think it was too strong. Yeah, maybe. But then they would still be an interesting like, unit. Prove it with calcs. Yeah, and like they'd be like, wait, how is this man thinking? This is a four-turn cooldown with a four-turn buff duration. That can't be right. What is he like? No, it needs to be four turns duration, three turns buff duration. Yeah, come on, Dream. It's like you're not even trying. Yeah, that's 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 more of an Alum thing. Gumi are like actually decent. With oh, oh, what if what if we gave I them TCAS that had five-turn duration and a five-turn cooldown? That's good, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, yeah. that could be intentional. That could be the thing where you do have, like, this downturn where you're setting up. I get that. But, no, they have, a, they have a great coherent Brave Shift kit that's, like, all together and works fine, but you can't shift until... What if, what if we split the unit's cast across... <laughs> what if we split the unit's kit across, like, three different multicasts with different lists of skills for each? Okay. And some Wait, of the I skills. Know this unit. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, unit singular? Are you saying there's only one unit skills like this? And two shift skills. <laughs> there are more. I'm only thinking of one. Uh, there's Morgana. There's uh, Chow. There's um. Oh, Chow! There's Chow has there's Sakura. It. There's Krylon. Yeah, because because I, I I know I actually I knew of Sakura and Morgana actually, but Christine. Yeah, okay. Yeah, she did have it before. Right? With her old yeah, stuff. Yeah, uh, exactly. Kyrie doesn't have. Separate multicast, I don't think, but she does have like some of her skills not on her multicast that it really should be. Yeah, that sucks. That sucks. All right, listen, fuck, we need to like stop this episode, okay? People are falling asleep. They are, you know, <laughs> hammering their nuts because this is so painful to listen to. Don't hammer your nuts, kids. That hurts. So yeah. <laughs> Barristers from experience. Uh, you know, like I, 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 w- like w- what's that fetish called when people step on you? All right, like we'll it? see you next week, everybody. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>